Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Uneducation Station or the Uned Podcast. I am here with my hostess with the mostess. I always uh, say. I'm here, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't know you were waiting for me. Oh, yeah. No, you're fine. I'm oh. here. <laughs> I happen to be here every now and then. Yeah, yeah. You just so happen to live here. It's I, have, I happen to work right there, just over yeah. there, a couple it, feet away from me. It's totally fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Anyways, so Arthur, I wanted to, to bring up something a little bit more nostalgic today. Okay. So let's down. Let's go. So let's talk about our favorite video games that we played Mm. when we were a child. Let's go full nostalgia. We're going in one of these episodes, eh? Yeah. Let's let's do that. I feel like we've been talking a little bit um, more like outwards, like what's going on in the world. So I think we. Yeah. Who cares about the world? Yeah. It's all about us. Who cares about this? Is our podcast? Yeah. This is our show. This is us. Nobody cares. This is. Wouldn't care about you. Yeah. Anyways. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, games that I had played. So growing up, I didn't play probably as much video, believe it or not, as much video games as far as variety is concerned. Right. Um, I was pretty, like I was a Nintendo kid. So I grew up playing, you know, Pokemon. I, I, I didn't have an Xbox or a PS3 or anything like that at the time. I played Nintendo stuff. So I had the... The GameCube, the Game Boys, and the Wii's, and <laughs> the games I played most, of course, was Pokemon. Right, as every kid did, but I was just super into it, as every kid was. Right, and that's basically like the only game I played. So, uh, as far as like variety is concerned, when I was growing up, not a whole lot of action, not a whole lot of storytelling. I don't know Pokemon storytelling. Nobody cared when you're a kid. Nobody cared about the storytelling. You're like, oh, look at this cool animation. Look at this legendary Pokemon. You know, that's all we cared about, yeah, right? right? But it was fun. I spent so much time on Pokemon. Like I, I, I looked at tutorials, uh, events. Actually, I didn't do too many. Actually, I never got to do any events. But it was a lot harder back then because, like, for example, for Pokemon, uh, like the Diamond and Pearl Gen Four. Yeah. Like the Darkrai events and the Shaman events and stuff. You had to like go to GameStop and do like this firmware thing. Because there was no internet, right? I mean, there was internet, but it wasn't like a, it wasn't like video games now where you just update it and then there's a new events or whatever. Right. You know, you don't update the game. You just you go to a physical location to get this weird firmware thing to be able to activate the darker eye. It was so weird. I never did it, unfortunately, but it would have been, it was so cool. Yeah, I I mean, I, it's interesting because I did not really play a whole lot of Pokemon when I was younger. Shame younger. on you. Don't don't shame, shame. Yu-Gi-Oh kid. No, I wasn't a Yu-Gi-Oh Digimon kid. kid. Shut up. Um, <laughs> so I I mean I played Pokemon Red and Blue as you would. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I played. I had a Nintendo sixty four. That was the first console we ever had. Mm. And so I played a lot of like Donkey Kong Country and like uh, Super Mario sixty four and those types of games. Right. Um, and so I when. I got a game Game Boy Advanced or oh. no, I had a Game Boy Color and then I had a Game Boy Advanced. Okay. Um and so you know, I I played a lot of uh like Pokemon Red and Blue. I mm-hmm. played um just a whole bunch of random Mario games like there was a bunch of different Mario games that were out for uh, for the Game Boys, yeah, and, and whatnot. Yeah, it was a ton. The Game Boy was really cool for its time, like as a handheld consoles because they weren't really. I mean, there's the PSP, 
but that in and of itself it was cool. PSPs were really cool. You know, yeah. it was like basically a portable PlayStation, you know, and you can play like way better games than you could on like the, the Game Boy, right? Well, subjective, right? But different types of games. Yeah. But the Game Boy itself was really cool. Like it was affordable. It was, for the most part, uh, it was, you know, games came out for it and was basically like Nintendo's, oh man, in my opinion, it was Nintendo's biggest selling point. Of course, yeah. before like a DS, of course, but like yeah. at the time it was like, you know, GameCube and stuff, right? But nobody, yeah. the GameCube was cool. But Game Boys were you could bring it with you, you know, and yeah. playing on the bus in school, and you know the interesting distinction between the PSP and the Game Boy was that the PSP, it's it just had like a tiny little disc, and I always yeah, found yeah, that yeah, super yeah. weird. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Whereas, well, you can do digital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, but I mean, at the time, that digital wasn't really a thing. Yeah the the PlayStation Store was still kind of like yeah. Eh. Um, but with the Game Boy. More it, boomer talk. Boomer talk. <laughs> boomer Ugh. talk. Back in my day. <laughs> uh, but with the the Game Boy, it was like a smaller version of the Nintendo 64 cartridge, which yes. was super Cartridges cool. are so great. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, I had a GameCube and, you know, I did the Smash Bros. Melee, Smash Melees yes. and um, all of that fun stuff. And, you know, I, I pretty much grew up playing... Nintendo consoles. Yeah, which was same. Really cool. Yeah, I never had an Xbox or a PS3. Like we went from the consoles that rotated in my house were the Game Boy Advances. I never had the SP or the Color. Um, GameCube, Nintendo Wii, another Nintendo Wii. We have two. Yeah. <laughs> I we have. It's so weird to think that we had two. But the reason why we had two is because you can use it as like a DVD player. Right. And so we're like, okay. Well, we'll just get two. One for upstairs, one for downstairs. And you can watch Netflix on it and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, why not? It was it was like a, it was like a smart TV. Yeah, basically. And I I remember I, I brought this up not too long ago. Actually, probably like a half hour ago. I said, yeah. I realized that there is a me of me from like me. 10 or 11 now, years Zach, ago. Now, Zach, some people don't know what a me is. Oh, my gosh. That are listening what? right now. It's, it's, a, it's a different time, Zach. um (laughs) so so anyways yeah i i just found that really funny you're gonna explain what a me is (sighs) fuck you gotta am i gonna have to boomer talk yes you're gonna boomer talk oh god you don't have to it's just it's just an avatar (laughs) so yeah it's basically like uh a custom character that you can make and there was like a me channel where there was all the characters that you made yeah and then you you can but the thing is you can integrate i mean they exist still I'm, i'm just joking like it's on the switch as well Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm joking. But yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, you it's really cool to like back then, you know, you can you can create a character and then you can play them in the games. Right. You know, like put, use your characters in Wii Sports and stuff like that. That was yeah. super cool. Yeah, that was super cool and that was definitely something new with the Wii. Um and oh dude, we have we haven't even started talking about one of the main things that I wanted to talk about. Okay. Call of Duty. <sighs> Um, so you're going to talk to the, the Call of Duty editor kid about this, about Call of Duty, about Call, this is, this is what it is after this, this Call of Duty stigma I'm trying to get away from Zach. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not. So I'm, I'm going more for a nostalgic I know, than, I know. than anything else, but I'm like, joking. um, yeah. So basically I wanted to talk about like when you first, when we both first started playing Call of Duty and like, you know, what games we started on all of that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, I started with the first Modern Warfare, probably... Mm-hmm. COD it, 4. 
Yes. yes. COD 4, Modern Warfare. And I started on that game. I think it was probably only like a year or two after it was released um, because my dad got a PlayStation um, for Christmas or something like that. And he was using it as a media player. And he ended up borrowing the game from one of his friends. And so I ended up playing through the campaign um, mm-hmm. once or twice. <clears throat> and my mom hated it. My mom hated the fact that oh, I played yeah. it. Oh, yeah. All, all moms, all, all parents yeah. were like, uh, Call of Duty, you know. Yeah, like, no. Call of Duty mature, is, you know. Yeah. Call of Duty was not a game for children, especially <laughs> in... Well, it's literally not a game for children. <laughs> it's rated yeah. M. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would, when I get home from school, I would just immediately go and hop on the game for a while and until my parents got home and I would scurry upstairs oh, yeah. and act like I wasn't playing Call of Duty all day. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, of course, I played Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3, the Black Ops. Yeah, my story is very different from the average, because that's not, that story is the average player. Sorry, yeah. Zach, you're not special. Well, uh, <laughs> but my story started in around the MW two days. Okay. And the MW two days, not necessarily more like MW two, Black Ops one, MW three, around that area, because I started with the whole trick shotting sniping scene. Oh That's yeah. That's when I started. So I normally when people were getting to that scene, they played Call of Duty first. They played like. You know, they played normally. You know, the first time you'd ever play Call of Duty, you'd be like, okay, you know, homie, RPD, Claymores. Right. You know, the, the, how it, you know how it goes, right? right? I never did that. The first time I ever played, I've told the story many times, but the first time I, I ever played Call of Duty was MW2 Rust 1v1 intervention, quick scope sniping. <laughs> That's what I did, Zach. <laughs> that was it because an MW2 on the Xbox 360. So this is the now we're going to Xbox 360. I never owned one, but my cousin Lawrence did, who used to live down the street over there, and he had it. And I would always because he's down the street after school. I sometimes I might you know maybe not go home. I might walk over there because fuck it, you know, um, yeah. just to play some play some Call of Duty. But um, what was cool was that in the Xbox 360 MW2, I don't remember if this was on PlayStation because I, I never. No, I did, but I don't. I can't remember. But on Xbox, at least, if you played local, you can like you start from level one, right? And then you level up, yeah. And you get your perks and everything. Everything is like as if you're playing online. And frankly, I was, I don't. I think no. Actually, we might. He might not have had Xbox Live at the time, so that's just what we did. We just went on MW two, played some Rust, some Terminal, and we just sniped, and then we leveled up and etc. So it was, we kind of like had our own little thing. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I remember around that time when you and I would play together all the time and you were trying to get me to learn how to snipe and I was just so bad. <laughs> it was it was so funny and I remember we would we would play especially on oh, I think it was either Black Ops 1 or MW3 we would play with like bots and yes. try to try to do trick shots and all of that yes. kind of stuff. Yes. Yes. It was great. Um, yeah, those were the good old days. It was sure. Black Ops 1 because MW3 and MW2 did not have bots. Okay. But it was um, Black Ops One, private match bots. That was a time. Yeah, that, that was a time. Yeah, that was that was definitely where it all kind of started. And I, dude, it's so crazy because the more I think about it, the more I remember you coming over and us playing, bl- like Modern Warfare all oh, yeah. the time. Like it, w- it was literally like I mean, because I didn't have a MW- I didn't have PS3 or Xbox, man. Yeah, I was trying to game. Yeah. <laughs> I was having a time. I was like, let's go. To- we're going to Zach's house. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and I mean, this was back in middle school, too. Yeah, middle school. I didn't get my first PS3 until... Ooh, boy. When did I get it? I think towards the beginning of high school, actually. Oh, okay. So I, I was super late to the... If any, the I remember because I got the PS3 and the PS4 was about to come out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But it's funny because the PS4 was a really weird... It, was, it came in at a weird time where it was like nobody really got it. Like everybody was like, yeah, it's kind of... I mean, from PS3 to PS4 at the time, most of the games weren't... Like it had bit cooler graphics, but it wasn't really enough to justify buying it and right. because of that we were like you know we're kids you know we can't just buy another console when we have this one that already has the games that already plays and co- developers are already still making those games yeah working for the ps3 as well as the ps4 we're like well oh, it's all good we won't get the ps4 so everybody just stuck to the ps3 and the xbox 360 and just neglected the xbox one and the ps4 obviously that changed but in yeah. the beginning that's how it went yeah and um the the coolest part was back in in the PS3, Xbox 360 era, mm-hmm. um, you know, the longevity of games being supported by by servers and all that kind of stuff was, like, exponentially longer than it is now. Yes. And, like, you can, you can probably still get into a Black Ops 2 lobby. I think I've done that. It's, it's, I mean, it won't be a very pretty thing. Oh, no, God, no. no. Mods and, you know, all that type of stuff. It won't be very pretty. But, yeah, no, the server support is still wide. You can still get into... I don't know if the online MW2 servers or COD4 servers are still a thing, but people have their own. They have their own servers. Right. And you join them, and that's how it works now. So it's really cool. Like, the, it, I mean, they're fun games still. They're timeless, you know? Yeah. And you can just... It's, it's, a, it's the fact that, you know, people say Call of Duty is, like, unrealistic. And it is. But that's not that was never the point of Call of Duty. Yeah. The Call of Duty is an arcade shooter. Basically, yeah, that's that's exactly what it is and that's what it's always been. If you consider it to be that arcade shooter, that fun run and gun physics might not be too too real, but you know, it's still pretty it's challenging. Close enough. It's close enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's no Battlefield, but Battlefield people like in the back in the day, now it's a little more blurred, but back in the day, we had like this very fine like no, or rather, no, the opposite, rather. Before, we've tried to compare Battlefield to Call of Duty. Yeah. Like, the line was very blurred between their distinction. Nowadays, it is. Like, they're very separate games. But back in the day, everybody was like, it was either Call of Duty or Battlefield. And for some reason, it was like some Android versus Apple debate. Yeah. It yeah. was really bad. Dude, I remember that so vividly, too. Like, I, I remember I would I would be talking to people about, about video games, obviously, and... You know, they'd sit there and be like, oh, yeah, I have Battlefield 3. And I'm like, okay, well, I have Modern Warfare 3. And they're like, oh, I don't really like Call of Duty. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't really like Battlefield. <laughs> oh, well, you. well, I don't really like you. Oh, I don't really like you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Recipes, uh, <laughs> friendships, just from yeah. the, what games you owned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. And it, it, it's so funny because at that time, it was all just games that we would get for Christmas yes. or like for your birthday or something like that. Yeah, we didn't that. have a choice. Yeah, no, we didn't we didn't really have whether we were a COD kid or a Battlefield kid was up to our parents. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on which game they bought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, back in the early, early days of me playing video games, it was all just kinda up to my parents and then, you know, I'd tell them like, Hey, I wanna play this game because this game looks really fun and then they would look at it and see that it it had warnings about blood and gore and language and all of that kind of stuff and they're like mm-hmm. 
do you really know what's in this game? And I'm like, yes, I've been told so many horrible things in MW2 lobbies. You have no idea. Like, oh, man, Zach, you can really tell if someone is, has been in an MW2 lobby or not. Like, yes. if you talk, you can tell if you're on Twitter or Instagram, you can tell if somebody has played MW2 lobbies or not, or Halo lobbies or not, or Battlefield lobbies or not. Yeah. And if they're a little bitch, a little <laughs> pussy bitch millennial, they've never been in one of those lobbies. It, that is... You... It's so hard it's to... It's so bad. It's, it's so... If you if you took a recording of like an MW2 lobby, everybody would get arrested. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for, Everyone... for hate crimes, for... <laughs> for uh, a, uh, attempted assault or something like that i don't know if we're just terrible there were some really bad things going on in those chats and yeah. frankly if i stuck uh sorry y'all if i stuck at a 14 year old today in an mw2 lobby they would probably be like so fucking shattered they would yeah. be so oh, why does it think like this of me oh, why i never do anything wrong to be fair sure you know why why are they saying you know they shouldn't say those things to you even if they've never met you but and you're, and you're a kid and you're a kid yeah. but that's how it was and that's yeah. how it went down yeah and i mean you know you you look at all of those different lobbies from back in the day versus now like you listen to to people sit there and and try to talk a bunch of smack in modern warfare lobbies but you know you know who's been here since oh, since the beginning like, oh yeah the, you, the smack the smack talk in a cold war or a modern warfare lobby today is like it's watered down, but you can tell who's been in an MW2 lobby. Yeah, in the past. there, there's like you know, you, you know who start who who came from the from the bottom. Yeah, yeah, you you can see like the the little hints of of all of the stuff that happened in the past. Yeah, if they just say fuck you, they've never been in an MW2 lobby. Yeah, if they have something to say about my family, they've been in an MW2 <laughs> lobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, if I insult them and then all they have to say back is fuck you. They 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 would not stand a chance in an MW two lobby. And your religion is not <laughs> safe. Your family is not safe. You are not safe in an MW two lobby if your brain is not ready. Yeah, that that's the funniest thing <laughs> ever because like you and I play games together a lot. Yes. Um, and, and so it, it's really funny when I can tell when you're pissed off at people <laughs> when we play games together. Because I it takes a lot to piss me off, but when I get pissed. If you flick that trigger, it's I'm I'm a diff I'm the same person. I'm just a little more vocal. <laughs> You're just more of an asshole. No, I wouldn't <laughs> say asshole. I would just say I I I have to I have to bring up some truths of which would make them upset. Make them upset. Yeah. You know, like the fact that hey man, maybe you should think about how this is just a game. Yeah. Yeah, or or you know, you'll sit there and to say this is a game is a, such a weak mindset. Yeah, yeah, because it was. Oh, he doesn't get it. Oh no, that's a ninja quote. <laughs> ninja there's, quote? A, there's a ninja meme from it. Oh. oh no, it's okay. It's on Twitter, so that's why you oh. don't know. Oh yeah, I don't use Twitter. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm I'm a bad person. To say it's a just a game is such a weak mindset. Fucking what? <laughs> I was uh, I was just letting that like uh, roll off like yeah. yeah no, I'm not letting that go. <laughs> no. <laughs> go on, go on though. I mean, it's not it's not it's, it's true though. It is just a game, but sometimes it's not just a game because there are more aspects to it. Like, uh, for example, I mean, it's hard to keep that argument for like 
Call of Duty or like Battlefield or a Run Gun game, but but like a story game, a single player game. It's not just a game, right? You know, I mean, it, you look at to... you look at Super Mario from the NES. Oh, and that that is that, that's just a game. No, no, that's just a game, Zach. No, it's not. What do you mean? Okay, so... are you trying to tell me that Super Mario NES story was so riveting that it changed your life? No, I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is that that was like the beginning of of like modern gaming. Well, okay, for sure in that aspect, yes, but that's not what I mean. What I mean is. It's just when it, people take a uh, when, when when we're playing a, a, a Super Smash Bros. game, Zach, and I win, and you get upset. I don't mean pissed that you lost because yeah, fuck you. I mean you get upset. Okay, yeah, that's that's definitely a different thing. That's a different thing, right? Yeah, that's what that's what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, in in that vein, like yeah, no, it's just a game, but like. Yeah. The the <laughs> I just I'm, I'm just picturing that in my head. You're like Arthur. I can't be. I can't. I. And you walk out. The, you walk out the door. Yeah. You leave. You drive off. I'm like, what just what just happened? What just happened? Yeah. Did our friendship just break. Because <laughs> I won one round. <laughs> we, the game's not even over. He just fell off the map. What just happened? Yeah. <laughs> one game of Smash Melee is just all it took to ruin the friendship. Apparently. <laughs> Um, but but I mean you know the there are certain games that were like milestones in the gaming industry and like, yes you know obviously uh Super Mario Bros is one of those games but like when when people sit there and, and try to say like this arrangement of pixels and like Fortnite dances is more than just like okay yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. no, calm down, calm down, buddy. Okay, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's just a drawing. <laughs> it's just a drawing. <laughs> I threw it back at them, Zach. They told me it's just a drawing. That's just a drawing, <laughs> bitch. bitch. That's what you get. <laughs> All right. Try to say my my. Try to say, try to say this is just a drawing. That's not just a drawing, Zach. That's that's. <laughs> That 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 this is everything that has to that that dignifies me that says I am what I am who I am because of these giant ass elf titties these knockers behind me Zach audio listeners are so confused right now. Oh man, this but- defines me as a human being, Zach. <laughs> it's not (laughs) it's not just a drawing okay and I will not stand for this blasphemy I will not stand for this blasphemy anyways so to 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 reel it in a little um, (laughs) not just it's not just a drawing man it's everything I have to my heart (laughs) It's everything. It's everything. Anyways. Uh, Anyways. All the girls have clicked off. Yeah, oh yeah. (laughs) Wait, so you're telling me that girls showed up in the first place? Hey, man. Hey, man. (laughs) But, oh no, I understand. Like, 
as someone who really enjoys technology and stuff, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, the advances of technology is awesome. I mean, I took classes in high school and college where we looked at how it's changed over time. And it is really cool. Yeah. How the generational steps, like, okay. When people make fun of graphics in today's games, I feel like, okay. It's weird because I agree with them to an extent, but not really. If it's like, if they... If the graphics are like bad, right? Right. But it's meant to be like the idea that the picture that they're trying to go for is something crazy, right? Like a really realistic drawing, but then it ends up being bad. Then that's an issue, right? Right. But if a game it's like uh, it's meant to be a little pixelated or the art is a certain way, if it's a design choice, then that's fine because that's what they were going for, right? Yeah. So when I saw, I still haven't seen it yet, (laughs) um, but when I saw the diamond and pearl remake for switch have you seen it yet Mm-mm. i haven't either i'm gonna look it up right now uh diamond and pearl remake look at some pictures you can see the it's the it's the design choice that they chose is very interesting yeah i because, can definitely see that yeah oh yeah you definitely can see it and a lot of people gave a shit but I'm sitting here thinking, I don't know, is there something wrong with it? Is this, it's not bad. It's just a little different. Yeah. It's kind of reverted. It, if anything, it goes kind of bad because we're, right now we're so used to like the, the sun and moon and the X and Y, I think they did it as well. I, I don't remember. Sorry. I, don't, I never really follow. I stopped following Pokemon after Diamond and Pearl, but... Oh, no, sorry, no, X and Y, no, what is it? Yeah, I don't know, the, like the 3D switches, right? Like yeah. Pokemon, Sun and Moon, and the most recent one, wait, isn't it? Sword and Shield, right? Those oh, 3D yeah, yeah. models, and they're a little more, not as, like, chibi, not as cartoony. I mean, yeah. they are, of course, but not as much, right? Um, but this kind of just kind of goes back to how Pokemon used to be, where it was kind of just this little character, and, of course, this is in a 3D version, before it was 2D, right? right. But it kind of goes back to this kind of cartoony, small character. And I thought that's really cool because it's going back to Gen 4 where that was kind of like, you know, the style. Yeah, exactly. And And I think it's an ode to the style. Yeah, yeah. More than anything. I definitely agree with that. And, you know, you are trying to put a, a remake of an old game to the same standard of a game that's being developed today. And not only is this stylistically a lot differently, but also like you know it's just they're they're trying to take a concept from you know 15 years ago and turn it into something that could be compared to today and that's like that's not going to happen well yeah for sure well that's not the point i'm trying to make right the point i'm trying to make is that people saw these graphics and they're like that's stupid no i know okay so let me uh, let me rephrase a little bit. The people who are saying that the graphics look bad are trying to compare a a remake of a game that came out 15 years ago to a game that would come out today because they're trying to emulate the same type of style that the original game had. Yes. Like you said, like the small character and you no. know they're they're walking around in a world that is now in three dimension. Um, I, I think what they're trying to do is they're not comparing necessarily like the people are not comparing this game to the game ten years ago or however long Diamond and Pearl was. They're comparing it to the previous games, right? Even though the games literally pre- like Sun and Moon and Sword yeah. and Shield, they're comparing it to that where they had the brand new cool uh, 
you know, there's no, there's no longer this side scrolling. Well, not side scrolling, but this up, down, left, right. No, this two dimensional world. It's no longer that. It's this cool. It's interactive and all that type of stuff. And then uh, we go, we go to this. Right. Yeah. It's uh, sure. It's different. Yeah, it's different. Very it's definitely, different. It's definitely a lot different. Um, but. I don't know. I, I'll play it. It looks good. It looks good to me. It's Pokemon. Yeah. It's Pokemon Gen Four. My favorite generation of Pokemon. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's. I. Lo- Gen Four for me, Pokemon. So I played Platinum, and my brother had Diamond, and yeah, my brother had Diamond, and the well, first of all, the Nintendo DS was like just this genius invention. Yeah, Touch screen, yeah. stylus, two screens. To op one on the top to operate the game, the one on the bottom for excess ex- uh, other things. Genius, right? You know. And Diamond and Pearl, in my opinion, set apart. I mean, it was the first DS game, but it set apart what Pokemon was before. I mean, it's still an up, down, left, right game, right? But it was just so. Like Diamond, if it wasn't for what they did for Diamond and Pearl, then the pre the proceeding games could not be what they are. I feel like Diamond and Pearl. I'm Boomer talking again, Zach. I know Boomer talk. I'm sorry, but Diamond and Pearl could not, have, or these games have not been what they are without Diamond and Pearl. Because they, I'm not, when I'm Boomer talking right now, I'm not saying the new games are bad. No, 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 they're cool. I really like it. Sword and Shield and, and the new stuff. Even freaking Let's Go Eevee, but that was pretty cool. I watched that. <laughs> I never played it. I don't have a Switch, but I watched those games. I was like, hey, that looks pretty cool. I liked it. They're cool. But Diamond and Pearl. If anybody who's played Pokemon for long enough, they can agree with me that. There is something about Gen Four that just set off, that 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 that, that removed. Oh God, how do I say? It? There's something about Gen Four that separated Pokemon from the previous games, like from Emerald to Leaf to uh, Leaf Green or Green Green for that matter. Well, yeah, Leaf Green, Fire Red, that those type of games. Silver. There's right. something about it that changed the way Pokemon what was basically. Whether that was the the interaction because of the touchpad. Uh, the soundtrack, something about it was just different. The game mechanics, I don't know, but you can tell after playing Call like <laughs> Call of Duty, after playing Pokemon, they're the preceding games like Black and White, X and Y, and then you know for that matter, uh, Sword and Shield and uh, Sun and Moon, that stuff, right? Right. Something about it changed. I'm not sure what it was, and to me, because of that, I feel like Diamond and Pearl or the Gen Four was a very important game in the Pokemon franchise. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. In my opinion, I feel like it is the most... Okay, sorry. Some some super diehard Pokemon fans are going to be really upset, but I never cared about the story of Pokemon at all until I played Diamond and Pearl, or until I played Gen 4. That was pretty cool. Like, the whole Dialga-Palkia thing, and, uh, well, if you play Platinum Giratina, it was really cool. So, something about it was different. So, in my mind... Gen 4 is very pivotal to the whole Pokemon game franchise. That's, that's what I'm trying to get at. So, I can see how one might get upset when they see, like, pictures of this for Diamond and Pearl and it being kind of like, you know, bust you. Bust you! Ah. <laughs> um, how it could be kind of like, a, you know, a little jarring. You'd be like, kind of, oh, really? I was, like, Diamond and Pearl was, like, my favorite game. I really wanted to see it in the world that... Uh, Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield was a 3D world that move everywhere world, and it's still a move everywhere world, but the graphics to come with it, you know, not necessarily this chibi, cartoony world. Yeah, but it's a design choice. Yeah, they chose to do that. They were in the boardroom. They're like, let's do this because they already did 
that type of 3D world for Sun and Moon and uh, X and Y, I think? Or Sword and Shield, sorry, right? So to do it again would be really cool, but if they just keep doing it over and over again, is there really, like, how, how does it become new? And this is a remake of an old game, so if you're gonna remake an old game, you can do two options. You can do it this way, or you can, or you can, you can do it the with the way that they have it on Sun and Moon, or they can do it this way. Yeah. And I think either way would either way is fine. Either way should be fine. I have no issue with what this looks like. Would it be cool if I had the new graphics? Yeah, sure. But this is this is what they chose to do. And if I had a Switch, I'd buy it. I don't have a Switch yeah. though, but I would buy it. Yeah, I, and I mean, the the hard thing when it comes to remaking older games is what what way are you going to try to stylize that game and like what way are you going to be able to turn this remake into something special but also something that is kind of nodding at the old game yes um and and making it a new enough experience to where you could like play want to play it because like you know it's remaking older games is a lot more complicated than you would initially initially oh yeah i mean the only thing that comes from the uh remaking it is literally just the idea everything else is made from the ground up i would assume at least you know whole new graphics whole new mechanisms and systems whole new coding whole new structures and such like that right so you're essentially just making a new game but you already have another game to base it off of so in that sense it's uh, I mean, better than starting from scratch, of course, right? Right. But it's not, it's no slouch. Yeah, oh yeah, no. It, it's definitely not an easy task to try to create something from nothing. Um, and, you know, we're not going to sit here and try to minimize that. But it's also hard to have the balancing act of remaking a game and having enough new stuff to make it so that you're, you're wanting to play it. Yeah. But also enough of the original to to make it feel like they were trying to remake that. Yeah, game. because right now you're targeting an audience where you've played you're playing Pokemon, playing Pokemon for the first time and you play or you played Diamond and Pearl when you were a kid. How are you going to make that guy, me, a person who doesn't have a Switch, how are you going to how are you going to make me want to buy a Switch to play this game that I've already played before? Right. You know what I mean? So it's like Yeah. For a new for a new player, you know, who have never played it, sure, it's a new game, new mechanics. Why not? You know, new Pokemon game. Wow, oh, Pokemon game, another one. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> How are they not running out of ideas? <laughs> Let's, you know, <laughs> because they make every single inanimate object a Pokemon. Table Bon, Ice Cream Mon, Chandelier Pokemon. You know what I mean? But I'm just, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. Relax, relax. I'm, I'm well, I'm semi joking. Shan- really, Ice Cream Pokemon, really. Really? I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I love Pokemon. It's great. I mean, we could talk about Pokemon cards. Pokemon cards is very interesting because it just suddenly blew up randomly again. Right? I have no clue why they did. Why? How? It was so random. I feel like they had their own niche thing. Like, I mean, obviously everybody did it as a kid. Right. And then it kind of died. Even for the the kids in the the next generation, they kind of just stopped. They didn't really care too much about Pokemon. Pokemon was our generation, right? Right. But now people are <laughs> now, now like for some reason, somehow I don't know where it happened, but everybody's doing it now. I think it's first of all, I think it's cool. Yeah. It's very cool. I think it's super interesting. And as someone who used to 
maybe not collect book. I didn't really play Pokemon or did Pokemon cards for the collection purpose because I didn't know that much. I don't even know how the fucking game works, Zach. Um, <laughs> you know how to play? The, did you know how to play the card game? I did know how to play. The you card did game back in the day. Yeah, really. Um, yeah, and I, I have, I still have an old Pokemon card collection that I started collecting like probably twelve or thirteen years ago. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, in that regard, I definitely am like a, a card collecting veteran (laughs) yes Um, but like you know i i'm not really into it very much anymore unfortunately just because number one i can't afford it and number two it's like eh. i mean i think it's cool that it's really popular now because you know i thought i thought they were really cool when i was a kid too so it's really cool that they're popping off again and you know people are doing like the the streams and the 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 card pack openings yeah and it's fu- it's fun you know it's fun and it's right. like a it's like a you know like a uh, how do I say it in 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 for uh, for me as some, like Japanese players for Japanese games and stuff we have this term called gacha you know what that is no okay it's basically just like lottery but for obviously not money it's a it's like a like supply drops in in Call of Duty okay. Basically like that, right? You buy packs, you open them, and you might get some rare, rare, rare characters, right. or whatever that may be for that yeah. for that game, right? So that's kind of how Gotcha works, and the the reason why Gotcha is so popular amongst Japanese and stuff like that, and for us weebs, is because it's focused on anime and stuff. So naturally, you know, your boy, you know, your boy. your boy, you know, that's what I'm into, and that's kind of the same idea of what's happening now. People that are into the Pokemon, people into Pokemon cards, they're do they're buying these. And even though they're not necessarily, I mean, they could return a profit, but I see that most people aren't really. They're keeping it for collect- collective purposes. I mean, we talked about it before, right? Collectives or collect collectibles. Yeah. You know, you just, why, why not, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the, I guess the, the coolest part about being able to collect all of these different things from shows, games, movies, whatever, um, is that, you know, it's not necessarily because, you know, you're that one shiny Charizard is worth $5,000, but it's about like, you know, you're, you're collecting all of these really cool things that, that you really enjoy. Yes. Um, and so it, it's just like, you know, I mean, when, when someone has a Pokemon card that's worth thousands of dollars, it, it almost makes me want to grab them by the shoulders and shake them and be like, bro, sell that shit. You can buy a new car. Um, but, you know, it's part of the collection. It's part of... Yeah, I mean, you can see that about any any sort of collection. You know what I mean? Like, a, it's it's like a... Behind you, Zach. Oh. <laughs> no, but you can see that about anything, right? Like, anybody who collects po- baseball cards. I mean, we talked about collectibles already, so we're not going to do it again, but it's that sentimental value that... I mean, why, why do people collect, like, expensive paintings? Or, right, yeah. Or... or NFTs, you know, that are yeah. happening right now. You know, e-currency and stuff. You know, why are people why are people buying this stuff up if they're not gonna like sell it? I mean, they might re- they might turn around and sell it, but some some or most people won't. And it's because of that collective power, the, co- the collective ability, and it has that type of. Well, it's different for Pokemon cards because that is there, but there is also the lottery aspect. Yeah, you know, there. I mean, even me as a kid, you know, going buying the pack. Or buying the the box, whatever it is, opening it and then getting that really rare card, that feeling is super cool. You yeah. know what I mean? It's it's almost like an irreplaceable feeling. 
Yeah, and that's also how gambling addictions start. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. And, and you know, I mean, opening those packs is almost like a uh, a different type of gambling in a way. And, and you know, it's weird for me to sit here and say that Pokemon cards is like gambling, but, like, you know, you're... Gambling you, isn't the right word because I feel like gambling insinuates that you're making your money back, which you can do. That is fair. But, you know, it's not necessarily... Gam- that's, that's why I use the term gotcha. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's that's what I that's more in the Japanese terms in the yeah, but I'm I'm using that because I say that, right? And that's what I would call it because I wouldn't call it gambling personally. But I mean, if you have if you want to sell it then you could. So I guess in that sense it, that's it's like CS:GO, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I if we're going to talk about this, I want to talk about CS:GO because that in my opinion is the first time in the West here that something very close to underage gambling became a thing. Yes. I mean, obviously, there is underage gambling, like if you were to do some black market back alley type shit, but world uh, wide press, wide easily available. And I'm not talking about CSGO cases, crates. I'm talking about the coin flip websites. Yep. I'm talking about the loot, the, 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 the loot crate websites. Those. I'm talking about those. That is gambling. Yeah. And I feel... Now, you can make the same argument, right? You could say, okay, well, he doesn't have to sell that cool op or that cool that cool shiny gun. He doesn't have to. Yeah. And most people don't. But it's hard to, it's hard to ignore the fact that those... You can easily... It's way more easily to sell those in a poke... Uh, I mean, you can eBay your Pokemon card or whatever. It's fine. But in the grand scheme of things, it's way more not as seamless as just putting your, your, your gun up your 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 dragon lore op up on on Steam Marketplace and yeah. someone buying it. Yeah, and you know, you you look at those types of of websites that, you know, you would have a chance to get a really good skin, but at the same time when you have the people who are owning or who own those websites, they're doing some weird sketchy shit and you know, they're they're publicly making it seem like it's not as bad as it actually is. You know, that's that's when the real problems start to happen. Yeah, I don't... It's like... Oh, no, I was going to say like the GTA gambling, but it's not. Because you can't really return money, I don't think. So, I wouldn't say that. But it's GTA just tough. GTA gambling? Yeah, like the casino. Oh. Wait. Well, I mean, you buy shark cards. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, but you yeah. can't return that money, right? Like you don't you don't get the money, right? I don't think it's so. just in game, right? Yeah. So that's a different beast. Yeah. Another thing that's different about it is that it's not physical, these CSGO skins. Yeah. That's another thing that, that kind of draws it away from the fact that it's a physical collectible. Because when it's a physical collectible, it's a little different vibe. It's still a collectible. I'm not saying okay, I played CS. I think the Dragon Lore is really cool. It's just that for me as a person, if I got a Dragon Lore. That shit's going on the market. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I haven't played CS in forever. I don't, you know, CSGO is kind of, I wouldn't say dead, but it's not as popping as it once was. But at the same time, it's a lot of money. You know what I mean? You're playing, you're you're a kid, 12 years old, got into CSGO, you know? Right. And you, you, you unbox a dragon lore. That's a couple grand. Yeah. I don't think that kid understands that that's a couple grand. Right. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and this PNG is a car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck. Yeah. And I, if you if you can make that distinction, I think it's okay. Right. But for younger for the younger audience who doesn't understand that, that's where the issue lies because they don't understand that what they just did is gambling, and they just won the lottery. They want they want it, but they're not. They don't realize that they won a lot of money. They hit the jackpot and they're just keeping it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the the thing that's really disheartening is especially when you're dealing with people who don't know what they're doing. Um, you know, there will, there will be a lot of people out there who will just sit there and try to take advantage of that. Um, and that just really sucks. It really sucks when you look at all of the people who have been able to you know, steal skins or steal a lot of this non-tangible stuff because, like, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, what are you going to do? I don't... It's... Well, it's... There's two arguments to this. One argument is that it's the kid's fault for trying it. Right. Like, they should know better because it's gambling. Another argument is that it shouldn't exist in the first place. Yeah, I mean... But I'm going to say this right now. I... I'm not... I'm... I don't know what is the opposite of the latter. The first choice, the kid shouldn't have done it because there is no reason why someone couldn't have seen this as a marketing option, a way to make money. And they're like, let's do it. They're hustling. Fuck it, dude. But the kid needs to understand that this is money. Real money. Real money. They're dealing with real money. That's the issue that I'm having. Uh, so... So I'm not gonna blame the like the websites or the people that coordinate it because they can't control who is going. No, and using they their they site. can't. No, they cannot. Yeah. Right, but I don't want to. I I really don't want to use this as an example because it's one on a different level and two very controversial. But it's like who is at fault of a, a drunk of, of a drink and driving incident? The person who was drinking. The person, yeah, the person who was drinking, right? Yeah. Is it the bar's fault? No. No. Is it the alcohol's fault? Is it the alcohol's fault? Is it the store who, is it the vendor's fault who sold him that alcohol? No. No, it's not. It's the person who drank it, right? Yeah. And it's very, <laughs> very controversial. <laughs> I understand. Very controversial. I understand. But I, that's just an example. That's to, to give an extreme to compare it to. That's what it is. So the kid needs to understand, and it's hard because... It depends kids. on how you're growing up, because when I when I was growing up, I was taught the value of money. I was told, you know, because I, I grew up a little differently, not necessarily unfortunate, but um, not necessarily the richest people in the world, right? Right. So we, you know, we lived off of like hand me downs and you know buying used and stuff at second hand, and that was fine, you know. But we, whenever I wanted a new game, my dad didn't just buy it for me. I didn't buy it until like the game had been out for like three or four years. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So like, just because I had the money. I shouldn't have bought it. I, I don't have to buy it. And just because I have enough money to buy it and save a little bit, that still doesn't mean I shouldn't. Uh, that still doesn't mean I should, right? Right. I should still understand whether I need this thing, whether how important the money is to me and what I need the other money for to you to buy for other things. And it's because of the way I was raised like that that I'm I'm, well, I'm grateful I was raised like that because, well, I, you know, I still as a kid, I was still snotty. I was like, I want to buy this uh, Penguin membership, you know? Right. And unfortunately, I still found ways to do it. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Dad. But yeah, and I mean the the hardest part is when when you talk to kids who I don't want to say are ungrateful, but the kids who were kind of spoon fed. And I'm gonna say ungrateful. 
Okay, fine. I'm going to say ungrateful. Ungrateful. Um, and Spoiled, spoon-fed. Yeah. Privilege, but... Well, well yes, pri- well, I wouldn't say privilege, but a privilege is part of it. But yes, I understand what you mean. Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I was definitely very fortunate by the way that I was raised because my, you know, my family was very financially stable, which meant that I was able to have opportunities that I may not have had if I wasn't raised by the people who I was, but I was grateful for it. And so when, when you're sitting there looking at people who are, you know, sitting there complaining about how the $50,000 car that they got for their 16th birthday isn't the <laughs> color that they wanted. Oh my. You know, that's that's one of those situations where it's like, dude, I feel like you don't know what money is. Yeah. Because it's not it's not just this thing that people acquire for doing nothing. You have to earn it. And, you know, I'm literally, for my internship, for me going into the career that I want to be in, Mm-hmm. I'm working 40 hours a week for free. Right. So that I can get paid at some point, but not right now. Mm -hmm. It's like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. You know, it's hard. It really is. I just said that I I know I'm doing the the obligatory. Oh, it's hard. You know, just after the, after the sentence, but you know, yeah, it's hard, man. (laughs) No, but I'm serious. You know, it's when you have that passion and they have that drive and, I mean, it's kind of a weird, weird segue to go into career talk, but you make you do these a lot of these careers, and you do it sometimes, you know, for free, unpaid, until you're able to do so, and that's to account for how much work you need to put in to be able to make this money, right? You know, because money makes the world go around. I mean, you know, oh yeah, you know, it's just it's, it's economy. You know, yeah. we need economy, whether you like it or not. We need economy for the for humans to function, right? Yeah, otherwise it would just be communism. <laughs> um, but hey but, man <laughs> I, hey man i mean you know it just it, it it's it gets really tricky because like you know you're sitting there working your ass off not getting paid a penny and then you're just sitting there like fuck man i don't this is so like shitty it is shitty but zach you're not i already told you this zach you're not special right Get fucked. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Get absolutely fucking obliterated on my show, Zach. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, you know, everybody had to do it. Everybody's yeah. gone through it. The people that you're working under, they've done it too. You know? Right. So you're not just going to get the pass. Right. Unless you, like, discovered cancer or you the, the, the discovered the cure for cancer. I don't know. Maybe maybe you don't have to do an internship. Yeah. But, you know. It, but, I mean, that, you know. I'm, it's it's unfortunate, but right. it's for the greater good Yeah. still. And I mean, you know, obviously everyone's got to go through the trials and tribulations of getting into a specific field, no matter yes, what it yes. is. But at the same time, you know, obviously it sucks. It and, does suck. And the people who did it before me told me, hey, this is going to suck. And I was like, oh, uh-huh, okay, cool. And then, you know, I I did my 10-hour shift, not getting paid a penny, going home, waking up at 5.30 every morning. It's just like, you know... it. It's worth it, but it's not. It's like it's worth what the end goal is going to be, but at the same time, like where I'm at right now is really shitty. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> for me, it's really shitty too. Like for what I'm trying to do, right? Right. I'm exactly. not, I, I don't, okay, I don't like talking about finance stuff. I love talking about marketing, but I don't like talking about finance because that makes me sound presumptuous. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what that word means, but I used it. <laughs> I mean, 
when but you're when you're talking the, about like when you're, you're talking about careers, I have to. And the and the fact and the the case of the matter is, you know, it's hard for me to make a return on a lot of things I'm doing. Right. And I'm working my ass off just as much as you are. Believe yeah. it or not. I know. And you know, I I I mean, I I sleep in sometimes, but that doesn't mean I'm not sleeping late. Or I'm not. It's not. I'm that doesn't mean I'm going to bed at a good time or getting good sleep. You yeah. know, I'm crushing my ass off. I'm trying to do the most and. Most of the, the most of the time, it is for free too. I do, you know, some work for commission and stuff like that. Right. Working a part time job and stuff, but for the things that I'm trying to do right now, a lot of it I'm not able to make most of the returns for. Right. And that's not me crying like, please, please donate, please sub to my Twitch. No, it's just the truth, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because if if anybody could do it, then it's not. Then everybody would be able to do it. If I if some everybody just wanted to start a Twitch and then just get bank. You know, then we would, then Twitch wouldn't even be able to exist. Exist, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's the gr- it's that grind, and you know, you, you, oh, it's got to wake up, wake up and grind. You know, that type of bullshit motivation type thing. But it's the truth, you know. Yeah. You have to work your ass off on things that you don't want to do in order to do the things that you want to do. Sometimes, right. and you value this differently because for me, for school, you think, okay, well, Arthur and Nikki. If you really wanted to pursue this ex career, why don't you just stay in school? Because aren't you being a hypocrite? If you don't like school, like, like like I'm taking a break from school at the moment. So if you don't like school, why are you taking a break? Just deal with it because you're that's just something you don't want to do. But it's a different thing when I've realized that school is not part of what I want to do. Right. Right. And some things aren't going to be part of it. But if it's not, if it's literally going to hindrance the fact, or hindrance the ability for me to do so, then that's not very uh, well efficient you know i need this time to work on the things that i need to work on right and also i want you to know i i I really want to clarify that like i'm not i'm not trying to like do a a one-to-one comparison because both of us are doing oh they're very different very different um and you know i i've told you since the very beginning like i support the hustle um hence the reason why i'm here (laughs) um (laughs) but you know it's just it's interesting because the the situation that we're in right now is so similar yet so different because we're both going about it in two different ways where like you know we're both sitting here busting our asses trying to get stuff done but i we're just going about it differently yes which is cool it's it's really cool to watch because like you know i get to be that guy who's sitting here supporting you like fuck yeah arthur do your thing and then you know you're doing the same thing for me when i'm going and getting peed on by dogs and shit uh also by the way yeah. i'm in veterinary medicine oh yeah yeah. He, <laughs> yeah he doesn't just get peed on by dogs for fun now yeah no no yeah i mean i don't get paid for it but like it's fine um <laughs> but you know it, it's just really cool when we are able to um just go throughout our lives work on the things that we're trying to work on and um be able to support each other and I, yeah i think that that is just really really awesome but unfortunately i think i think we're gonna have to wrap up for this episode but you know it it'll be really cool to just kind of touch on this type of stuff in the future oh yeah for sure um, career talk all that type of stuff there are plenty more that i love to talk about about the story because i don't think i've gone through the story of uh, well my life crisis story of being able to understand <laughs> what it is that I wanted to do. I've said it in a stream. But I haven't done it in the podcast yet, so that yeah. could be its own episode. Yeah, and I I literally have not talked about any school related stuff on the podcast, so 
Um, yeah. Still a ton to talk about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still more sure. episodes to come, though. So, you know. Hell yeah. Anyways, if you guys enjoyed, go ahead and leave a like. Subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, we have a, a coffee link down below if you decide that you want to uh, support with, you know, throw us a dollar or something. But completely optional. You don't have to do it, obviously. You know, any any type of support is uh, is the good support. So. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anyways, peace and chicken grease. We'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Yes. Okay.